man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus paper. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come All right, welcome to the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning, live 7 to 9 on ESPN, Austin, Texas, 102.7 FM. The blowtorch out of Austin, Texas, doing sports for 24-7, 365 as a live recorded podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. Whew. My name is TJ Graney in the bunkhouse with me now is Cody Ryan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you get this thing going? We've got, uh, you know, it's just a normal outdoor zone Sunday. That's all. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And so, and in the bunkhouse with us. So beef is he's with cheesecake, his bride, and they are at an undisclosed location. He always uh, goes on these adventures that are non-disclosed, you know, and then he's so nosy when one of us is out. So, <laughs> well, he is, uh, I'm guessing he's probably, uh, at don't this guess. Little, no, Just he's at guess. a little cabin in the woods. Yeah. I, that, and that's good. And that's enough info. I want no more. I want to hear no more. <laughs> And, uh, and we are trying to include my buddy, Joe S. Miller. Can you hear us? Joe S. Can you hear? No, I don't know that he can hear yet. Uh, but anyway, we're going to try and include our, my buddy from Alaska talk a little bit about Alaska and some of that stuff. And Jack is the ranch hand that gets here early. Make sure the old potbelly stove gets fired up, opens the gate. Make sure we get in here, fires up the old potbelly stove, pour some water over the coffee grinds from last week. Make sure we got some coffee water. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, take my routine of pills that I'm on right now feel that's, like I'm doesn't necessarily sound all that good. Yeah, well I don't I well I'm just saying that's it's the Isn't truth. there a Netflix movie about that? There is. It's basically loot. I could totally see how 
you could fall into that whole trap right now. Not that I'm on painkillers. I'm on ibuprofen. But I uh, woke up a couple days ago with my hand swollen up, my pinky finger curled and swollen up and my hand is swollen up and I can't figure out what it is. I, I mean, I, it woke me, it woke me up. It was one of those kind of deals where the pain wakes you up and, uh, made it throughout the day, took some ibuprofen, uh, a little bit of ice here and there and make it through the day. And, uh, you know, no big deal. And then no it big happens. deal. Just kind of framing half a house and yeah, just working. You know, just normal day. Normal day, and and uh, it's it was it was terrible. But I but I go to uh, I guess Dock that in a night. Box. Yeah. Anyway, that night I I couldn't sleep again. My hand is still swollen. And probably getting worse. And I go to Doc of the Box yesterday and get a couple things to try, and it's not uh, it's not resolved the issue. Not helping. You were supposed to take that stuff last night, and it didn't help. Yeah, I took all kinds of stuff yesterday. Yeah, or infection or whatever. And I, I thought I thought you got bit by something. That was my big thing was like, you got a spider bite or something that's got your hand. I got no marks for any bites. I got no marks for any bites. I don't have anything on that hand. So it's weird. It's a, it's a weird one. So if I, uh, we just, everybody just be praying for your hand to get better. Cause yeah, it's just a weird deal. Yeah, it's too it's young to be that way. Too young, I'm telling you. I'm just, I guess I'm just going to be hurt or whatever. I didn't think I was that guy, but I'm definitely that guy now. That just Yeah, it comes from your mom's side. Oh, gosh. Yeah, look at that oh, thing. Oh, dude. I don't know if you can yeah. see it. It's all swollen. It's like I'm going to have to lance hurt. it for you. You need me to lance it? No, absolutely Adrian, not. Me. I'll go back to Doc in the Box and let some random guy that I've never met do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Pulls it out his pocket knife. Yeah, because he has on a it, piece of paper. His jeans. Yeah, because he has a piece of paper on the wall. I'll let him do it. Yeah, that, that, that you know. Well, he's been a doctor over there for like 800 years. So Well, he's, he's there a- till Tuesday, he told me. <laughs> he's a mobile doc, I guess. <laughs> He said, I'll be here till Tuesday, you know, so come, you know, come check back in with me and we'll see if we can figure this thing out if it doesn't get any better. So. Oh my gosh. Well, a um, couple things. One is uh, I saw, uh, I heard a commercial yesterday that I thought was very bizarre. It was um, a psychic and it was. I already knew that. California psychic. I already knew. If you I already, know, I already knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was. Texas psychic. Now call Cody. 
uh, he'll tell you your future. You probably be as accurate as these people. They just have, I'm, I'm guessing they have this, uh, you know, these, these techniques and, and stuff that they use on you. But I don't know, you know, back, back in the day, you might want to have California, somebody in California give you an idea of, you know, psychic stuff for you or something, I guess, somehow. Or you're just comfortable. Bro, I'm not trusting anybody in California with my, you know, guidance on counseling on what to do with my life going forward. Anyway, I just thought it was just commercial. Where did that come from? And I just thought, <laughs> who's going to call a psychic in California? I mean, all the things point to bad I knew, choices. I knew you were going to bring up that random weird comment. I just knew it. So. I don't know why you brought. Oh, you've been up. you've been doing your regular counseling session with uh, uh, the lady in California. Uh, no, I've been doing uh, sessions with that doctor who's been giving me little orange <laughs> oh, he, bottles. You go next door to the <laughs> to his office over there, and he switches his jacket, puts on a smoking jacket, and gets a pipe. And says, yeah. "Oh, Cody, hey, good seeing you. Hey, good Come to see you. In. Need another." I'm sorry, Cody. Our 50 minutes are up. We'll talk more about that next week. Have a good week. So, uh, yeah, I went so to the doctor, to... and they I got three different prescriptions. You know how much they were? $67. or $15 for three prescriptions. Generic. No. Hello. No, it's just when you don't you have know, insurance and you just pay well, cash. Well, you pay cash. I have a health share program. Right. You just pay true. cash up yeah. to a certain dollar amount. And uh, yeah, it's $13. It would have been more than that for a deductible on insurance. Oh, hello. I know. It's silly. Yeah. Hey, what what is not silly is McBride's guns. And everybody knows society is pounding on a gun owner's rights. And we're going to, oh man, we got a, we got a conversation starter about that coming up in the show. Uh, the one we trust with our constitutional rights to own firearms in the, in our area is our family owned and operated McBride's guns, a uh, local full service firearm dealer. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carry, or special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. You'll find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them 472 3532 or just go online at McBride'sGuns.com because McBride's Guns will. They're our hometown gun shop. I, yeah, I. Well, we still, we still got a minute or two. Oh, no, I guess we can go to break. Yeah, right. I was going to take a break uh, while you get Joe ass set up so we can talk Alaska fishing. Man, that's what it's all about. Hey, we've got a true Alaskan in the bunkhouse with us. If we can get the the situation set up, the, the uh, microphones, earphones, all that figured out. Now, TJ's in charge of it, so that's a little scary. But we'll take a break, come back on the flip side. It's the Outdoor Zone, just getting this thing warmed up. You can find us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. father was a drinker back in the day. Put him down 
Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone. Live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com, all your favorite podcast platforms. Hey, it's Ram Truck Month right now, and the best part is 0% financing is back to, that's right, all 24 Ram Lone Star Editions qualify for 0% financing for 72 months. That's the best deal on a truck out there at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Plus, any Ram truck you buy from Nile Maxwell in Austin comes with a free, that's right, free lifetime powertrain power train protection plan for as long as you own it and it's, cover, it's covered. Starting something new, Sales event from your Ram Jeep experts at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Head to Nile Maxwell Supercenter where we sell more than anyone else. 620 and 183 in Austin or visit us online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. If he's using the same microphone that we have, you yes. make sure it's plugged in all the way. The volume's up on the... So why don't microphone. you talk a little bit, talk a minute about the uh, stuff going on and let me go help him if you don't mind. Can you talk about <laughs> NPFL or something? I, <laughs> I, mean, I got you. I talk got about you. Uh, what, who was so I, I got you. Go, okay, go, okay. get out of here. Get out of here. So anyway, TJ's trying to get, uh, trying to get our buddy uh, set up with, uh, with the you know being able to hear what's going on so just flew in from alaska and really wanted to talk some alaska fishing so we will we'll get it set up we'll get it figured out and we'll get them on here in just a little bit but uh i did want to mention the a couple of things the second bassmaster open happened in i guess it's lake washita in Hot Springs, Arkansas, it's if you look at this lake, it is not spelled like Washita. But being around the industry long enough, I figured out that I believe that's how you say it correctly. Uh, Jeremy Kendi wins uh, yesterday the first Bassmaster Open. A local guy, he's fished there his entire life. He said, just reading the article. And uh, was not signed up to fish the remaining Bassmaster Opens. But if he fishes the remaining ones in that division, he'll be able to go to the Bassmaster Classic. So I would assume, and what's been told, is that he will do anything and everything to make it into the next two Opens so he can go to the Bassmaster Classic. Um. And just kind of an interesting, uh, you know, uh, it's just, it, it's kind of neat to watch the Bassmaster Opens, see these names that you have no idea. Can you hear uh, us? A lot of these, yes, I can hear you. And that is, Sound okay? Uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's just computer audio, right? Yes, it's not perfect, but is yeah. it? Yeah. Is it okay? It could be okay for now. We can, right. yeah, 
you probably have to talk a little bit louder. A little bit. Uh, because, uh, yeah, it's a little bit harder to hear. But, yeah, just, just watching these Bassmaster Opens and uh, and seeing some of these names of these guys that uh, have not been around but are absolutely catching them, you can watch. Of course, we're only a couple Bassmaster Opens in, so got a long season ahead before we figure out who's making the Bassmaster Elite Series. Those guys are about to start their season, I believe, on Toledo Bend. If I'm not mistaken, they're on Toledo Bend right now practicing uh, either today or tomorrow. I think it's today. This is the first day of practice for the Bassmaster Elite Series for 2024. They'll hit the Toledo Bend event, then uh, maybe the Classic after that. Something did along they, those lines. So, did they cut that uh, group down? Did they? Are there less anglers in the elites now? Is there? No, they've actually. I mean, they try and keep it around the hundred mark. I think they're like a hundred nine, something like that. It's the Bass Pro Tours, which you're thinking is going to happen next year. They're cutting the you know, field down was, half or something. I was watching the uh, open. Obviously, I was following our buddy Lucas black on the, uh, on the open, but that man, was not I saw... the open. He was fishing. He was fishing the major league fishing. Oh, MLF Toyota series event on Lake Gunnersville, which was oh, an absolute okay. slug fest. Uh, those boys caught them, caught giant bags of giant fish as they do on Gunnersville, much like you would expect on Lake Gunnersville, the famed bass fishery there in alabama but yes your buddy yeah uh i told you you said and i can't get in touch he said he's fishing i can't figure out what he's fishing and then it took me about 4.3 seconds to figure out what tournament he was fishing in and and uh, you said and you said don't don't bother bother him. him he's got he's in First day of practice, and then the tournament starts, or whatever it was. Yeah, he's he said, in his final day of practice. The tournament yeah, starts tomorrow. Leave him alone. Don't don't call him. Hey, uh, let's test this thing out with Joe S. I Joe, can hear you. Joe S. Can you hear? I got you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, it does. It does sound like a. Back in the like a, Yeah. No, it's good. It, it it'll work, but we'll uh, we'll have to work on trying to get that audio i just can't figure out cody i can't figure out getting that microphone fixed i don't know what it is well it worked it worked last week it right? worked last week that's what i'm saying it worked last week and it's just on a different different computer different setup but anyway know. i don't know anything about it not being there i can't uh you know i can't fix it i'm over here just trying to keep the bunkhouse together and swept out and cleaned and then you come through here with your muddy boots and mess this whole thing up get it all dirty again did you <sighs> read that article remember last week we were talking about that guy that caught that crappie and then they for some reason they kicked his it was a state record and for some reason they kicked the state record out and they said yeah we're not going to do it and it was like why did they do that and they ended up taking the crappie to the zoo the local zoo and did an x-ray on it and had two steel 
uh, ball bearings in its belly. Yeah. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Why, that was, why is that? That, a that thing? was that whole sketchy thing. And, and remember, cause we were like, why I can't figure out why would they just disqualify this guy? And, but they, they had a feeling something was sketchy and now they're trying to figure out, are they going to like, they had a metal detector. I think they did. I think they did, but they did something and they were suspecting it. And then, uh, and now they're trying to figure out, well, should we, uh, should we file charges on him for being a jack leg or something? I don't know for, you know, not. Oh, that, that one. Oh, the old, the old, uh, Code one two seven three Jack Leg, acting perpet- <laughs> perpetrator. Yeah, yeah, that is you know, mandatory yeah. three months in jail. Uh, yeah, you got to wear an orange vest and walk the highway two Saturdays. Yeah, picking up trash and pretty uh, standard, standard and a cast on your leg so they know that you're a Jack Leg. You know whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pair of sweatpants says Jack Leg. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the bass fishing Toyota series on like Gunner's Reels, TJ had mentioned, just finished up. They caught them good there. Bassmaster opens over. Uh, there's guys practicing for the Bass Pro Tour. The next event at the Bass Pro Tour is, uh, I believe. Yeah, there it is. Santee Cooper in South Carolina, the the uh, Cypress Tree Madness Lake, a lake that I have not fished, Santee Cooper in South Carolina, that I just think would be absolutely awesome. They've got cypress trees and, uh, you know, giant bass, but they're there practicing. They'll start on the 20th, so this week. Probably as you're listening to this, and uh, at the same time, the Bassmaster Elite Series is going on. So, lots of fishing happening down here in the South, and particularly here in Texas. The second Brandon Belt tournament happening this coming weekend, this next weekend. I'll be out this week and practicing and then uh, fishing the tournament on Lake Conroe this coming week for the Brandon Belt. But, hey, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to tell you about Altrua HealthShare. Thank goodness this hand thing I got going on that I got Altrua HealthShare where I can find affordable, top-quality healthcare options. You know, they can be tricky for entrepreneurs and sportsmen, those who are self-employed, but I use Altrua HealthShare. It's a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. Members contribute each month to a membership escrow account, and then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. That's literally how easy it is. That's just how it works. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. All right, coming up next, some of your favorite segments, News of the Weird, uh, Game Warden Field Notes, plus I do want to talk Alaska. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone, 
Live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we're here. And our friends over at Sun Automotive want you to know that they know that at some point, everybody's got to have their vehicle repaired. It can be hard to find a mechanic you trust. Well, we trust our friends over at Sun Auto Service, family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission service, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service repair shop nearest you. Sun Auto Service locations are at 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road 620. Go see our friends over at Sun Automotive, Sun Automotive, sunautoservice.com to find a location near you, sunautoservice.com to find a location near you. Hey, talking to your microphone, there's kind of an echo going on. I'm trying to, I don't understand what that is. You think that is, uh, Oh, I know what it is. Your door's open. Yeah, go we got your door. Joyce, hey. go close your door. Oh, is that it's, my door? Uh, Hang on. No, it's your door. It's it's both all of, of your doors. <laughs> Jiminy it's Christmas! Just how an many bunkhouse? How many times? Back. How many times? Uh, you know, <laughs> what does it take around here to get these old timers uh, figured out? Well, I, I, it's a good thing, though. He's working on that door over there. Finally get that door fixed. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a real carpenter. <laughs> yeah, he's setting stuff in front of it to keep oh. it closed. Hey, well. let's do this week's news of the weird. The uh, We've seen sticky GPS tracker darts used by law enforcement before. We have. We've seen that. Why does it say that in this? No, I, I know. I it was. I guess if you're in the if you get lawenforcementnews.com every day sent to your phone, <laughs> then you then you know about this stuff. But I'd never a heard sticky of it GPS tracker dart. So the story was this: they're testing this out, and it, they've tested it before, but. Uh, if a if a car goes by or if they're trying to track a car, um, they just deploy it like a Nerf gun and it sticks to the car and then they can follow it and they don't have to do high-speed chases through a city or a town. And uh, so there was this news story about this. Hey, that's actually not the worst idea I've heard. It's not no. the worst idea I've heard. No. And so the, so the, uh, Dallas police department used it recently and there was an article about it, but the, the problem. And so then the question was, well, how come every, you know, all these people were going, how come every police department doesn't use that? And we don't have to do high speed and that, but comes to come to find out they're super expensive and you know, there's all kinds of 
you shoot and you miss. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot of reasons why it's not. Yeah. You hit a pedestrian <laughs> and they have this dart sticking <laughs> out of their neck. I like you, man, but you're crazy. Now, if you don't, that's a movie that I guess everybody else will get, but. Man, yeah, I don't get that. One. I know. I need, uh, I need 20, a young co-host. 20 grand. I like you, man, but grand. you're crazy. So uh, you remember the movie with Will Ferrell where uh, he, uh, the guy, the, the guy that has like the petting zoo at like the kids party accidentally that, shoots thought, him in the neck with a dart I gun. I didn't know uh, Will Ferrell was in Tiger King. <laughs> no. And that the petting zoo where the lady pet the tiger, but she got eaten. Her husband got eaten. Oh and... my gosh. Moving right along. Hey, let's talk Alaska. Golly. So, okay, I want to introduce my buddy, Joe S. Miller. He's uh, an Alaskan, but he's a Montana guy who did this crazy thing. And I, and I just have to say. Both of which, both states, in te for a Texan, I mean, like, there's not many states that can rival, you know, the one state that can secede from the nation and become its own, like Texas. But Montana in Alaska, I would put on the short list of, okay, those, I mean, those are kind of cool. Like you well, can hang out with us, you know, you can join <laughs> us if you, you can be on our team if you want. I, it's right? like, I tell people all the time, I say, if you're at the airport and somebody says, Hey, where are you going? And you say Montana or Alaska, they're like, Oh dude. Yeah. And the only other place you get that is Texas. Right. That's what I'm you know, saying. Yeah. You're right. So, Joe asks, can you, you want to test your microphone? Yeah, testing. I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? A little, a little bit hot. A little hot. bit of an echo. Okay. A little bit hot there. Uh, he's got you. How about now? There you go. That's better. So, uh, so I, I, you, we were talking last night kind of about your decision to move your fam, your wife and family of five from Montana yeah. to Alaska. And I remember one of our first conversations was you wanted to be a native so you could hunt. You wanted to be there long enough so you could right. get native hunting privileges. And uh, But I have to tell you, brother, I would put you in one of my top five categories of bravest guys that I know that you would just say, I want to, or that you did say, I want to do an experience with my, I want to live an experience with my family, not just an existence. And you packed right. them up, moved to Alaska, built a log home. And there you go. Yeah. It was an experience. That's for sure. Yep. And I realized it's, uh, you know, it's crazy enough that there's, I guess that's the reason very few people actually do that crazy, you know, do something that crazy because it is way out of the box for sure. Well, and on, well, a, on a much smaller scale, I, I mean, I thought I was brave in moving my family an hour and 15 minutes outside the city out to a piece of land. Uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing, you know, well, basically it is, it is almost, <laughs> it, no, it's almost exactly the same thing. Now that you're saying that Cody, it is, 
It is knowing that drastic change could be epic and making the ch choice to take the chance. Uh, the, the thing about what you guys also have is you have two, both have wives that said, okay, let's go. Right. And yep. yeah, you guys yeah. were, you guys hit the lottery on. Yeah, we did. I sure did. Yep. Wife stuff there. So, well, tell us a little bit about, so, uh, you op, you operated the family business in Montana. Y'all built log homes. Right. Um, tell us a little bit about where you come from and we got to take a break and sure. in, in a, in a couple of minutes, but give us okay. the rundown on who you are, you know, who is Joaz and what was Montana? Well, I, I, first of all, I want to say TJ and Cody, thank you so much for having me on. I am really honored and, and blessed to be able to be part of this. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, and a little bit about, um, where I'm from. I, I grew up Amish. I grew up, uh, my parents were Grew up in Northern Indiana and they moved to Montana in 1976. And I was born in Montana. Uh, all my other siblings were born in Indiana. My dad wanted a different life, a place where he could, you know, be a little bit free from the, the bonds of maybe traditionalism. And so that's where I was born into a father that was a pioneer. And we moved, um, one more time when I was 12 to another place in Montana. That's basically where I spent the rest of my life. Grew up loving the mountains, the outdoors and all that. Um, but yeah, I, we have five children ranging from eight to almost our 17 year old twin boys. And, you know, we're, we were at a time in my life. Um, well, I worked at the family business all my life. And when you do the family business, it's like, you're just in there. You don't have a lot of, it doesn't feel like you have a lot of options. You're really stuck. You know, you have a lot and you, you work hard to make the family business succeed. And so I didn't see any way out. Um, I just told God that, you know, if, if Alaska is on my list, then he's going to have to do like five miracles. Uh, otherwise, we'll never get there. Uh, and he did that for us, which was amazing. So I give all the glory to him for that. But yeah, we moved up there and it's just been, uh, we bought a, a bare piece of land. We uh, moved up there June of uh, 2020. We, two days later, we started clearing property and we hacked the trees and built a house until we moved in, in the following March. So that's kind of our story. And I, you know, it's one of those things where uh, if we would have tried to figure it out before we all went, before we went, you know, everything, we would never have gone. I said, let's just go to Alaska. We'll figure it out when we get there. And that's what we're still doing, you know, just to first do the next step in front of you. And that's kind of how I feel like, you know, God leads us is just one step at a time. And you can't oftentimes see very far into the future. So you just do the next thing. There's not a lot of people out there that can make that jump. I'll tell you that. So, well, it sounds a, a lot. It sounds a lot like what you guys did, Cody. Y'all bought a piece of land and you just went out there and you figured out where you, you were going to build this house and you just poured concrete. Yeah. Put on a tool belt for nine months and went to work. There lived in an that's RV. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Lived, yeah. Lived in an RV. Y'all, y'all yeah. are like family we're like twins or from the other yeah. opposite ends of the country. There you go. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Hey, I, you know, now that we do have a home over our heads, it's important, important that you get a good night's sleep. That's right. Yep. When you have kids sleeping on the floor in the RV, in the aisle, you know, it's a uh, limited time that you can stay in there, you know, you can step over them so you can get <laughs> coffee, then it's full. It's tight. Yeah.
So, well, and in that, and in that, uh, I want to tell you about Factory Mattress. Uh, there Mrs. it is. Granny and I, when we when we moved into our uh, barn dough, we she wanted a brand new bed, and we knew that our friend over at Steve over at Factory Mattress was the place to go. We did all our online research, and then what went over to the store to buy the mattress, and lo and behold. They have the right fit sleep mapping technology, a way that they that they calculate and figure out the best bed for you. And they showed us the bed we really needed to buy. And man, are we glad we went to Factory Mattress and bought our mattress from our buddy uh, Steve over there. And uh, Factory Mattress makes it easy to save money. You're back and free delivery setup and removal. The President's Day sales here get the all the best brands at the guaranteed lowest price plus buy one queen and get one queen for free or save five hundred dollars on select Tempur-Pedic adjustable mattress sets and get a three hundred dollar gift with the purchase you can find uh find factory mattress stores all around central texas central texas and over five thousand five star reviews for our buddy at Factory Mattress. Just go to FactoryMattressTexas.com to find out where the store is closest to you. FactoryMattressTexas.com FactoryMattressTexas.com All right, on the flip side, we'll talk a little more. Alaska, we've got your game warden field notes, all your favorite segments coming up. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. You can catch us if you're not listening live. 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Everstar Pro Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to The Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning. All right, welcome back. Hey, this segment of the show brought to you by our buddy, uh, friends over at Keystone Bank. Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. It's Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkins and his team and operated right here in Austin, Texas by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you shop, when you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. That means that if you call up the bank and you need to get a car loan or redo your home loan or buy, get a land loan, you'll know who you're talking to through the whole deal. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime I travel all over the place and I can Pull up the laptop or cell phone and do my banking. So learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person. There's the newest location, 13715 East Ladera Boulevard there in B Caves, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, for all their information. Keystone Bank, where local matters now it's time for our game warden field notes these are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement defenders of the outdoors these are true game warden field notes 
So there's a whole bunch of stuff that game wardens do that you just wouldn't, I would have never put on the list of, oh yeah, that's, that. I would send a game warden to do that. I mean, boat theft and murders and drug deals and, and get this in, in New Orleans, Mardi Gras just finished, right? They send a team out to walk the streets of Mardi Gras because they get people that bring all kinds of weird, crazy animals to the parades and walk around the streets of Mardi Gras. A million people descend on the city. And needless to say, a few of them are a little bit interesting. And they. A few of them, I would say 900,000. No, just kidding. A million, a million people swarm the streets of New Orleans during Mardi Gras. And this year, they uh, they caught three different people with python snakes, illegal python snakes in their possession. One of them was 14 and a half feet. Yeah, not. Just walking around with python snakes. Yeah, I'm I'm over it. No chance. No, actually, they had four. They had four python snakes that they confiscated from people. One of the funniest things I thought was wildlife agents reported seeing someone riding down the street on a bicycle with a live possum in the bike basket on the front of the bicycle. And I was thinking, you know how they have uh, food delivery services? Uh, what are those called? Like where you, what is that called? DoorDash. Yeah, DoorDash. DoorDash. Yeah. And so that's, I was thinking that one of these Python folks that were there visiting that have these pythons, they were just DoorDashing their snake a little treat. <laughs> that was, that was the bicycle rider <laughs> with the possum in the basket was, he was that actually right? a DoorDash Hot and fresh, right? Yeah. That right there is funny. Right? Wouldn't that be what, what it is? That is so good, Cody. That's yeah. hilarious. Well, so, hey, so we're talking with our buddy, Joes Miller from Alaska. And uh, what, so you came in yesterday and uh, the temperature out there has been. Uh, well, we had uh, a little bit warmer. It was up to 10 degrees uh, when I left Fahrenheit, of course, there. And uh, yeah, about two feet of snow, but just, it's been really pretty clear skies. The colder it is, the you know, we get the just the beautiful clear blue skies, and the mountains are just spectacular. So we had a, a really cold bout. The coldest I've so ever experienced. So you're there. You got. Yeah, we had like four oh, about a week and a half ago. That was it. Didn't go over zero for about uh, over a week. So we just hunkered in the house, burned a lot of firewood, and just had a good time. You know. No chance. We got a cold front that <laughs> blew in yesterday here. And oh, that wind outside. I thought that was a warm front. Oh, no, no, 40 man. degree, 40 something degrees. And we're going like, where so, are we? We stayed inside yesterday and played games all day well, yesterday. When it gets to 20 Burnt below, it's, it's too hard on the tools to go out and work. So we try to just, uh, you know, not work if it's below zero or 10 degrees. Below so zero. get this, Cody, get Golly. this. So, uh, one of the things that I challenge uh, my kids too. And we talk a lot about is date night, right? We talk about doing date nights, all challenge, all 
Cody and his sister and his little brother all are challenged with date nights. And uh, so they'll go to a restaurant somewhere and send a selfie picture of date night. So, Cody, you know where Joe took his bride on a date night? He took her on a snowmobile. Like, how far out into the tilt? Oh, actually, the, the, it was a little bit, uh, uh, it wasn't that far out. We only had to go like a mile and a half on a snow machine. But we had, we drove about 100 miles to get to uh, Denali National Park. So it's in, in the park, in the outskirts of the park, I'd say. Yeah, so about 100 miles, and we drove about two miles uh, on our snow machine to get this little yeah. off-grid log cabin. No kidding. Off-grid log cabin. It was, what, like? 20 degrees or something it uh, was 20 really below cold. 20 below zero yeah so <laughs> we <laughs> we got there just you know pulled some firewood in and it's a dry cabin so there's no running water or anything took our water and melted snow for stuff and yeah we had, it was on a lake so we went out there and set some uh and drilled some holes and it was really cold i only could set two uh, two lines before, you know, I was too frozen, raced back to the cabin, thawed myself out, raced back out there, set another one, end up catching a couple of burbot, which was pretty cool. It's my first burbot that I'd caught. What is a burbot? Well, it's kind of like a fresh, freshwater cod or catfish. They bite okay. a lot during the night. So they, they'll take it and they'll just swallow the whole thing. And, uh, they're kind of, they, they call them poor man's lobster. They're really tasty. They're like a white flaky meat, really delicious. Huh? I never had. So, yeah, I don't think you can night. order that. That was date night. That's funny. Yeah, it was like, and I, you know, and it's the whole thing. And I, and I was watching some, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about your YouTube channel and stuff, but I was watching some of the video and she's yanking the snow machine around and they're doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, stud, stud, stud to pull that off. And that, well, it made it a little bit harder because I was wearing these hospital boots. Because, and uh, yeah, we haven't even touched on that yet and the recovery process because he slipped. Uh, so, well, well, let's talk about that after the first, uh, after the top of the hour, we'll go into, you know, kind of who you are and some more of your history yeah, and, and sure. uh, what you do and stuff and how we met and how yeah. we met. And, yep. uh, but anyway, it's a, it's a beautiful day here right now in the sun is out. I don't see the breeze going. We got out of the truck this morning uh, at the bunkhouse, and Joas goes, "Oh man, oh, the, the birds, birds are." And it's oh like, yeah! Oh yeah! Just the hearing yeah, the birds. Like, oh, oh yeah. that's refreshing right there. We don't get that many birds in Alaska. I guess it's too cold. We have you know three or four species that are feeders, but it's this to hear the cardinals sing. That's really special. Yeah, I can get yeah. used to that. We got birds, baby. It's Texas. They don't they don't really fly anywhere else. They just stick around year round here. Hey, speaking of, stick around. On the flip side, we will talk Alaska. We've got a whole nother hour of your favorite show. It's the outdoor zone. You can catch us on all of your favorite podcast outlets, plus 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Destiny. Learn to be a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. 
Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. All right, welcome back to the bunkhouse. Hey, it's our second hour of this incredible show. And this segment of our show, as always, the top of the hour is always brought to you by our friends over at McBride's Guns. McBride's Guns is our family-owned local full-service firearm dealer. Uh, If you're looking for a personal carry or a class to take so you can get your personal carry, we've got one place, McBride's Guns. Hey, they got a gunsmith on staff to help you adjust, repair, and modify those firearms, make sure they're all right for you. Uh, are you looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun? Go where the staff is skilled and trained to help you make the right choice. It's McBride's Guns. You'll find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. Or just call them, 472-3532, 512-472-3532. Or just go online, McBride'sGuns.com, McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, our hometown gun shop. My name is TJ Granny, and the bunkhouse with me now is Cody Ryan, of course. Oh, yeah. And, and Joyce Miller is in the bunkhouse with us, our Alaskan brother. And uh, we were just looking outside, and uh, I said it's going to be in the 50s today, and it's going to be over the next three days, it's going to be in the 80s, probably 80 below zero. That, That's that hot. Somebody. Dude, that it is hot. That is, yeah. actually. I don't care who you are. That's 80 is going to get. I think it hits 80 once this week. Otherwise, it stays, you know, pretty cold. We got cold mornings. Rigid (laughs) out there. 50. Uh, So, Joe, you come from a family. So, your family built log homes, uh, Meadow Lark log homes, right? That's right. Yep. My dad started it uh, way back in the day. Yep. And, um, and that, and so, but you and I met, didn't have anything to do with log homes. I was at a men's conference in Virginia and you were, you you were touring with your boys. You were doing something running around. Well, a friend of ours just said, Hey, can I take you guys to, to this, uh, to Liberty university, to this men's ignite conference? Uh, it's going to be an all expense paid thing. I have no idea why he did it to this day. But I think it was just, you know, one of those things that God did. And uh, he took us in there to this I conference. know why he did it. Uh, I guess. Yep, I know. I know partially why. 
as well. <laughs> meet you for sure. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Aww. We got to meet TJ there. It was just the weirdest thing. We started talking, and there it goes. There it went from there. Yep. So, and uh, and you introduced me to your YouTube channel, which you do a YouTube channel, and you cover. It's kind of your family and your your construction and building your whole building your house there in Alaska right uh your log home there in Alaska was on there and uh and that's where I started I mean we kind of met at Lynchburg but then I started following you on your channel and uh just really dug the whole building the log cabin watching your boys work which obviously speaks to my heart you know a man speaking over his boys and doing mm -hmm. that stuff and um and you just uh, started going from there. But, and then uh, the YouTube channel, for those that don't know, Mon is it Montana Haven? Yep. And since we're in Alaska, we um, added Alaska edition. There you go. Montana so, Haven. Yeah. Alaska Haven. edition. <laughs> You're looking at it, Cody. Yeah. I'm looking at it right here. Brought it up. You see the date night? I do see the date night. Yeah. You, 20 you degrees. Off-grid Alaska log cabin date night and burbot fishing. There you go. That's the one. Yeah, and yeah, you'll it's... appreciate that that fishing there because he's having to chop the fish, chop the ice around the the hole because it froze over during the night. I had like four inches of ice that I had in my hole. My line went down through it, four inches of ice. I had to chop around it to get the fish out. What are those cool boots you're wearing? Well, that's the story of uh, uh, my accident. Yeah, second, I was building a log house and something I've done all my life. I uh, grew up doing that and I I fell and um, I jumped because I thought I was falling and I landed on my heels, crushing both of my heels and um, ended up doing surgery on both of my heels and uh, putting plates and screws in them. And I'm just relearning to walk. and. Uh, Coming to Texas was a big motivator for me. TJ said, come on down. And I said, well, I got to walk before I get there. So what's the fastest way to get there? And that's what, that's a big motivator, TJ, to make me get back to walking as quickly as possible. <laughs> well, you didn't walk to Texas, though. You know. Well, no, I, I couldn't have done that. <laughs> well, and. Uh, Man, both heels. Dude. And living in the wilderness. You know, I mean. and and the wild. Plates yeah. and stuff yeah and then all the recovery and the doctor trips back and forth during the winter in alaska i just thought that was a lot well you know uh the doctor did tell me when i was at my nine week checkup he said you're about three to four weeks ahead of schedule and you know i i uh credit that to a lot of a lot of different things but uh most of all god he helped you know he's the one that heals me but also just all the the different things that we take so um, and just determination. I was determined, you know, going into this, that I have a choice. I can either be grumpy about it or I can, you know, choose to have a positive attitude. And, and I, you know, I wouldn't want to do it, redo it. It's not fun on your back for three months, but I would never regret, you know, going in there. I said, you know, the thing, the first few days I said, if I don't come out a different man, then I've failed, you know, what I can learn through this. So that was my heart is just a what can I learn? I really just really was happy to spend the time with my family and, and, you know, just be home and be present. And so that was, it was a real gift that way. So it was real, real thankful, but, you know, talking about going up there to the cabin, 
you know, it's one of those things where I can either just sit down and just, you know, let my body play out its thing, or I can push forward. And that's what I decided to do. And, you know, most people wouldn't go out with hospital boots on, I don't think, but I decided to do it. And because I can't wear, I couldn't wear shoes at that time. I have shoes now, orthopedic shoes, but I couldn't at that point still. So I said, I'm just going to come and I'm just going to, you know, hop around, limp, push through whatever I have to do to, to do this. So, and it's worth it. It's uh it was an experience we'll never forget. And I'm sure we'll do it again, but it was wonderful. Okay. So going out on date night with your wife, just to the restaurant down the street, about four miles is, uh, yeah. Oh, she I likes think... that too. You got to do that. Both of those, you know, it's the whole gamut, right? Not one or the other. It's just, uh, yeah, everything. She does some of my, my stuff like that. And we, we go have a nice dinner sometimes too. It's totally cool. We'll post, uh, we'll post a link to your YouTube channel on the oh, Facebook you. page and all our stuff there. And, uh, so one of the other things, so this is the part that I really, I want to spend some time in is you and your two oldest boys, the twins, they're 17. Um, y'all have done tons of hunting and fishing since you went there and, and you've been there just, just over a year, right? And uh, so it may June, it'll be two years. So a year and a half. Um, yeah. What year and a half year so, and three yeah. quarter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but you went out, I mean, some of the hunts you guys, you've gone, uh, elk, uh, um, moose hunting yeah moose uh and caribou. You shot, you shot, you, yeah caribou yep. you shot a grizzly this year y'all shot some right. wolves though and cody he was telling me that the section one of the sections that they hunt wolves in how many did you say they did well, i you, think you can either get five or ten a day um in that area that's yeah, five that's or a, you know they come in packs so it's like uh, you know yeah. if you shoot five you know if you see a pack you can get five or whatever and then you know you probably won't see another pack the rest of the season so you know you just they basically their wolves are they're really decimated at the population of the moose and and the caribou and stuff so they're actually implementing this year again in portions of alaska where they can shoot them out of planes you know run them down and shoot them because there's no way you can control the population otherwise they're too smart and people just you just can't get to them they're too far back and so yeah it's there's a lot of in areas there's quite a few wolves that's wild man and then you got and then you got states that have got the populations controlled that are trying to bring them back and right oh colorado yeah yeah, yeah. they yeah. just brought them into colorado thinking okay yeah let's oh my some of these they're so cute yep and i and uh, i just anyway so uh so you've done some great hunting, man. Some of the excursions that you've done with your boys, you guys have done some pretty deep backwoods stuff. Um, you pushed into that pretty well. We have, you know, and we just decided that if we're here, let's give it everything we got. And, you know, sheep is, his doll sheep has been on my, it's probably the, the premium number at one animal that I've, you know, most arguably the most difficult North American big game animal to hunt. Uh, they're just really, they live in the, the worst, nastiest places. And so we just picked the worst place that we, we felt that we might, nobody else would go to. And that's what we ended up going. <clears throat> we ended up not getting um, a sheep on the trip. We did see, uh, I think, five rams, <clears throat> excuse me, that were almost, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> almost full curl. But uh, we 
quite make it and you don't want to shoot something that's uh, not quite the full legal curl, you can get in a lot of trouble for that. And so we let him walk. We, you know, thought we'd be back next year. Now that's up in the air with my feet. But at any rate, that's, yeah, that was probably the hardest hunt. We went in about 12 miles and we, you know, we forded, uh, we basically walked up this river and just crossed back and forth, back and forth, because you can't really walk through the, the willows, you know, followed bear trails and moose trails and just went up there, you know, climbed cliffs that we shouldn't have climbed to get to the place where we wanted to go. And I have it to was tell a great you, brother, time. it was, it looked pretty sketchy in some of that stuff. There's it great videos. Too, too sketchy, actually. <laughs> it was, it was powerful. Hey, uh, everybody around here knows that if you're, if you're going to go on an adventure, you need to make sure your vehicle is running right. And we trust our friends over. Sun Automotive, give ours a once over, change the oil, change the fluids, make sure the brakes are right. Family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. Sun Auto Service, each and every person at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do and they want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. Sun Auto Service locations all around Central Texas, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park. 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway. It's 1206 Ranch Road 620. You can find Sun Autos all around the country. Just go to sunautoservice.com. Sun Automotive, sunautoservice.com. All right. On the flip side, we'll talk more Alaska. Plus, we've got some of your favorite segments. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. You can find us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, and uh, it's just an old tin check on the back of the ranch, but you can track us 24 7. 365 at the outdoorzone.com. And I am trying to find my paperwork here. Uh, Maxwell. I'm trying to find my Maxwell on that new. It's Ram Truck Month. Oh, that's what it is. Ram Truck. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Zero percent financing on a Ram Truck. Jimmy, so Christmas. How could you forget? Uh, it's. I've been thinking about swapping out the truck, and this is the perfect time to do it. That's all 24 Ram Lone Star Edition qualify for zero percent financing for 72 months. That's a deal on a truck out there at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Plus, any Ram truck you buy from Nile Maxwell comes with that free lifetime powertrain protection plan for as long as you own it it's covered start something new sales event from your ram jeep experts at now maxwell supercenter you have now's personal promise to beat any competitor's price in central texas just bring us their deal and we'll beat it head to now maxwell supercenter we sell more than anyone else 620 and 183 in austin or visit us online anytime and now Maxwell Supercenter.com. Now Maxwell Supercenter.com. Now it's time for North. our. Okay. Game Warden Field Notes. Oh. 
Man, where where are we? What are we doing? Peter Report, you're right. You're right. We'll do that. Now time. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Peter Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. Yeehaw! It's time for the Peter Report. So, quick and sweet. Uh, I love what Florida does. They do all these crazy things down there that just make so much sense, right? And uh, Senator Jay Collins and Clay Yarborough and Representative Danny Alvarez and Tyler Cirrus of Florida recently introduced bills that would preemptively ban the sale of cell-cultured meat in the state. So you can't be doing that sell that weird bio meat that they're making now. Sounds gross. It is uh, weird, weird stuff. Man, gotta ask you, yourself if you're genetically engineering meat. Well, it's not meat though. Well, whatever no, but, they're doing, but you want it to taste like meat. There's there's something wrong. I mean, if God wanted us well, to and that, have and to the flavor of body. meat. Why would you not eat meat? You know? So, and so then, of course, PETA hears about it. And Ingrid, the president, Ingrid Newkirk, who is the founding and founder and president of PETA, sends the terrorist off a, organization, also known as PETA. Right. Sends off this letter to them and, of course, makes it public. Um, but she says, uh, billions of cows, pigs, and chickens, intelligent, sensitive individuals who feel pain and fear endure short, miserable lives in the meat industry, which subjects them to extreme crowding, routine mutilations without pain relief, a terrifying trip to the slaughterhouse and a violent, painful, uh, yeah, I'm not going to read that part. Anyway, she gets kind of descriptive on what she believes and what they think. And, um, I, for one, I think it's, I love that they're doing it preemptively, that they're saying, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not, we're going to say no to this um, for the people of our state, to protect the people of our state. Uh, what's the old movie? Soylent Green is people. It's just, it's just weird. And I would say no. So we're talking, so if we talk about, get this. So Joe S. Miller's with us on the show this morning. Just came in from Alaska, my buddy from Alaska, hunting, fishing, uh, maniac up there. And, and so he flies in. He says, okay, I got something for you. I got to get it out of my suitcase. You get the freezer right away. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't know what this is, you know, like some, and he, he brings me like four or five fillets. I mean, full fillets salmon fillets oh yeah dude solid frozen in a suitcase which was good job um but sandra is beside herself and uh yeah. so tell us a little bit about the salmon fishing up there and what you brought us and and what i mean you said you guys are eating that fresh salmon twice a week yeah we are it's amazing it's 
really really incredible you guys the, the fishing up there is phenomenal um we were able to to get a boat and it was you know one of those fixer uppers and and we you know put a lot of time and energy into uh getting it seaworthy but there's multiple different ways of fishing and we've caught a lot of salmon off our boat silver salmon mainly um silvers they call them up there coho silvers and then these particular ones, uh, we actually went dip netting. You can only dip net as a residence. Uh, I went out with some friends that have a river boat. We don't have a river boat, so went out with them. And it's crazy out there. It's like looks like uh, the beaches of Normandy when people are out there dip netting. It's just boats everywhere. But you know, we scooped up about 172 pounds of, of salmon right out of the, the river as they're coming out of the ocean, the Gulf of Alaska. They're just incredible tasting sockeye reds yeah sockeye salmon so just super blast and then you can also uh we fished a lot from there's a technique called flossing and you basically try to snag them across the mouth with a small hook as they're swimming up river so it's a technique and it took me a while to us to get the hang of it but we picked out quite a few out of the river like that that's your you're in a waders about uh, up to your armpits there in in the kenai river it's beautiful it's just glorious the river's rushing by you wouldn't think there's a salmon anywhere People are fishing, 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 and if they're running good, you just you can get quite a few of them. It's it's just it's so much fun. Well, it's like I Alaska. I've been twice now, and the and one was in my mid twenties exploratory trip of some fishing lodges. And when I came back, and I had photos, you know, pictures and all that kind of stuff, I didn't even want to show them because it doesn't it doesn't do any justice whatsoever and i said the best way to explain it then was that take look at like a national geographic photograph of the most beautiful alaskan you know spread that they have a national geographic and then throw it out the window because it doesn't do justice even that even the no, you, greatest photographers like, in the world doesn't doesn't no. even touch it you take a picture and it's like, what's, what's the use taking a picture? You can't capture anything in a picture. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind me of crazy. You know, it's like what you saw, like, you know, 10 degrees in front of you. It's like, you have a 360 and it's, it's, uh, you know, not, it's not, not everything's you know perfect about living there. It's got its challenges, but the beauty that Alaska brings is, is surpasses everything that I have seen. And I thought Montana, you know, I'd always go traveling. We love traveling and, and we'd always come back to Montana, our home, and we'd say, this is, the, you know, all our travels, this is the most beautiful place that I have been to. And we went to Alaska, and I said, this is the first time in my life I can't say that anymore because Alaska is actually more beautiful than Montana in a lot of ways. It's, it's similar. It's just bigger. It's just 10 times bigger, you know, 100 times bigger. It's just it's so vast you can't wrap your arms around Alaska. And I've, I've not even seen you know, you can never get this in your lifetime. You can never experience Alaska. It's too big. You just experience what you can. Yeah. And you, you know, I always, I thought it was interesting too. You know, it's like you'd be flying over in a puddle jumper or something and look down and you're like, I wonder if anybody's actually laid eyes on that tree or that right. rock. I yeah, mean, I you, that could all literally, <laughs> you could literally be somewhere where nobody has seen exactly what you're looking at or been exactly where you are you know that's about the only place i think probably left in the world where you can say that and and at and have some truth to it at some point you know mm -hmm. which is it's just wild but 
Yeah, I uh, I love that man. And those in the those um, uh, those the fishing up there, the little bit that I've been able to do, I get people that ask, "Have you ever been fly fishing?" And I said, "Well, I mean, I have been fly fishing, but most of it was in a la- the 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 times I have done it were in Alaska, and it's really not fair because you don't really have to be." a fly fisherman to catch them in Alaska because the, you know, I, I didn't have to be that good and, uh, and still caught, you know, I mean, world-class fishing, which was awesome. Right. Silvers and right. all that. So, well, when I, and then when the I locals went, would laugh at me when I'd catch, I, I loved catching the pinkies, I guess they call them. Pinks. Yep. Yeah. Pinks. And that, you know, it's not, not necessarily the prized fish, but it's, it was, uh, you know, for a guy that's not been oh, to Alaska. Oh, they're fun to catch. Right? Oh, man. Yeah. I catch yep. them all day long. Hey, I gotta, we got to take a break, but I want to tell you about my friends at Altrua HealthShare. You know, finding affordable, top-quality healthcare options can be tr- tricky for the sportsman entrepreneurs and those who are self-employed. And, uh, you know, Altrua HealthShare, they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. I'm required to tell you that. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. Glad I got them on my side as I'm trying to navigate through what this thing is with my hand. If I got to get, you know, my uh, hand removed. I was joking with a buddy yesterday that I'm going to land up for you. I may end up with nine fingers. No, I got out true health here. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll seek medical attention if needed. <laughs> a dedicated member service representative team helps members navigate everything from finding healthcare providers to guiding members through submitting, submitting medical needs for sharing. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. If you do slash Cody, you'll get a discount on signing up there. Uh, shameless plug there. Myshare.org. Altura HealthShare, where we care for one another. Hey, on the flip side, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little more Alaska, man. This is like firing up the old juices. I I recently found some of the just blog that I kept or that I wrote while I was there. Tried to write daily, and man, it sparked back a lot of memories of. Just the wilderness up there. There's there's no place like it in the world. Running right. with the wolves. Yes. Hey, you get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live at the Bunkhouse. You can find us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to T.J., Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. Hey, Keystone Bank, experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. It's Keystone Bank, founded by our buddy, Jeff Wilkinson and his team operated right here in Austin, Texas by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy that local relationship-based service that sets us apart. You have banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. 
You can learn more or get started with the Keystone account. Just go visit one of the locations in person. How about that brand new location, 13715 East Ladera Boulevard over there in Bee Caves, or 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, for all their information. Keystone Bank, where local matters now it's time for our armed citizen report oh hey yeah i was just saying we were gonna skip it okay we can skip it because i want to talk to joes you were telling me we got our friend joes miller from alaska on the show with us and uh he has the youtube channel montana haven alaska edition is the current episodes and uh but we were talking last night about uh, you picked a specific rifle to take, uh, to take on, to take to Alaska when you left and went up there. And I was giving you a little bit of a hard time. Like, how do you find bullets for, a, for that gun up there? And you're saying, yeah, it's not always easy. Uh, what, what did you, you got, what did you buy? Well, I, I always hunted with the 243. I even shot an elk with the 243, which is kind of crazy. Oh my now. gosh. <laughs> but uh, then I went to 30-06, and, and I, but I wanted something that I could reach out a little bit further, uh, especially when I come to Alaska, because it's a lot more long-range shooting potentials up here for sheep and stuff. Um, so I just did some research and uh, ended up eventually getting a 300 PRC in a Bergara, uh, Bergara and it's a, there, it's called a Premier Mountain Rifle. It's just a, a really lightweight um, gun, but yeah, the 300 PRC, it's a newer, you, you have a lot, I think you've probably heard of 6.5 PRCs, and PRCs are coming out with a lot of different ones. Now they just basically shoot, you know, like compared to let's say a 300 Win Mag or 30 out six, a 30 caliber, but it just shoots, you know, flatter, further without dropping, basically. Um, well, if at 6.5 is the 308, right? You know, I, I think, am not exactly I sure. I'm not up on that completely, but it's it's similar. It's it's not a huge. I actually, my boys, I bought each of my boys have a 6.5. I got for the 16th birthday. And actually, my uh, son got his moose with the 6.5 this year. So uh, it's not not a huge bullet, but it, it's also blistering fast. And it, it's got good knockdown power. You just don't want to. It's too small for like brown bear. So I just wanted something that's going to be good all around. I can I can use a 300 PRC for for brown bear. which got my my brown slash grizzly bear with this year or last year. Yep, you did. And so. Uh... Well, I love that. And uh, the lightweight thing, considering where you guys have been going, a lightweight rifle would be uh, an appropriate choice. Uh, yeah, it's a must when you're carrying it for miles and miles. Yeah, it's really makes yeah. a big difference. A few pounds makes a big difference. So tell us I, the story about your brown bear. Well, you have to go to Montana Haven, Alaska edition, if you want to see the whole episode. <laughs> but uh, I can give you a 30 uh yeah, we, we, uh, I took all three of my boys. They're 17, and at this point, they were 16, and Wyatt was 10. And we just we climbed this mountain about 3,000 vertical feet, and we saw a lot. Of, I think we counted like seven. Uh, no, 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 more like 14 black bear. That included cubs. Just this mountain is crawling with bear. And I, I was planning on getting a black bear that day, uh, but it just didn't work out. Uh, and as we were, a lot of them were far away, and we just couldn't get, get on them very well. We had the stalk on one, and then getting away, but... Um, 
anyways, we, we were kind of thinking about leaving and we were up probably at 2000 vertical feet and we were looking down the river and I spotted this bear and I was waiting on my boys to catch up. And I looked down, I said, that, that's a grizzly down there. And by the way, just to clarify, some people, you might want to, what's a grizzly and what's a brown bear? What's the difference? So a grizzly bear, they classify that if it's hundred miles inland, I believe it is, uh, they classify that as an, as a grizzly bear. If it's a coastal bear, it's a brown bear, same species. The brown bears just get bigger because they eat salmon all the time. So if he doesn't eat salmon, generally it's considered a grizzly. So I, mine is considered a brown bear, but he was, he some salmon as well. So he was uh, kind of, I don't know, halfway between. It was an average sized sow for, for the inland, more of the inland, even though he was, she was eating salmon. Anyways, spotted, spotted her down there. And I said, there's no way, you know, it's going to take us 45 minutes to get down there, but we took off and long story short, um, we walked out into the river where she had been, couldn't see her, you know, walked, looked around and starting to get, you know, dusk and about in the shooting light. We, we, uh, took off. We're just getting ready to step back in the woods. And I spotted something about a quarter mile away, just a dot, and, you know, raising my glasses. And, uh, sure enough, I said, there it is. We just took off running and, uh, you know, she kind of disappeared down over the bank, ended up, I shot her in the water. It was kind of a bad deal. I thought because it was so flat and I was laying on my stomach, I thought she was like right up against the river. And when I shot, she disappeared. Or she flipped over on her back and I hit her again and she just disappeared under the, under the water. I was like, no, I ran up there. There was no bear. There was nothing. She disappeared under the water. I said, what did I do? I screwed up majorly. I was so distraught and uh, waited in the water up to my waist trying. Is there any way I can see anything? The water's kind of milky. Couldn't. I told Justin, he was waiting in there with me. I said, I'm going to run downstream. What if she's floating downstream somewhere? I run downstream and all of a sudden I see this little black line in the water. She had wedged up against a sandbar, a low spot in the river. It was a miracle of miracles that I got her. I was very thankful. Uh, in hindsight, I wouldn't have shot her when I, if I'd have known she was that far out. She was walking and I thought she was you know, walking in the water towards me. And anyways, ended up, I got her. I was real grateful. It was a wonderful experience with my, all my three of my boys that are with me. It was just, it was one of those surreal times that you could never redo it. You know, uh, it was, it was fantastic. We ended up eating the whole bear people. Everybody said we were crazy because people don't eat, you know, brown bear up there, but we did. We put her in the sausage and, and roasts and burger and it was fine. It wasn't like special or, or bad. It was just kind of neutral, but we ate the entire grizzly bear. Was the meat, uh, I've heard before that those coastal bears, did it have any salmon flavor to the, you to know, the meat everybody, itself? everybody said, oh, I'd never eat that. It's you know, it's kind of like, you know, in Montana, cause we, we catch salmon in Montana and we think they're great in Montana, but up there they're like pink salmon. People don't eat, eat pink salmon and yeah. chums. They throw them to the dogs. And it's kind of like that for grizzly bear because there's so much of it. I feel like Alaskans don't really realize the luxury that they have it's so fertile up in alaska there's so much game so much abundance is the word that like if you shoot a grizzly bear in montana like you would eat that thing right but up there it's like so many of them you can some places you can shoot three there's just so many of them it's crazy so um anyway sorry what was the question no was i just didn't know if it if it tasted like oh yeah how it tasted so it was yeah. no i don't i don't think it tasted fishy at all it was just a super neutral meat i mean it wasn't special but we needed meat i was grateful for everything we ended up again getting a moose and a deer sitka blacktail as well but um we did, that was the first game we'd gotten since we'd lived there and man i was not going to waste anything of it so we ate the whole thing yeah 
it, we may fun. not be able to finish it, but I wanted to ask, um, we may have to take a break here in a second, but I wanted to ask about, uh, how is it being a YouTuber? I mean, trying to film stuff and all that stuff or carry cameras around. I mean, is that, is that a you life? Know, it's, it's just kind of something that we do. Um, you know, we can always get better at it and we, we want to, you know, be, be, uh, professionals and good at it. And I think, I feel like we're getting better. My boys really have an eye for photography and stuff. Um, so it's, you know, we just kind of expect to do it as we, as we're doing it and we try not to make it a thing. It's just kind of, you know, Hey, this is a good opportunity. Let's do this or whatever. So that's kind of how we roll with it. I originally started the challenge just so I should, could share my hunting videos with, with friends. It really is how it started. And then later we kind of progressed from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. I, I've, I've often, you know, recorded different things or thought, you know, to start a channel and all those things. But man, like you just, it just, like you said, I guess it just has to become, you know, part of what you do, you know? Yeah. And, it, and we, we've decided that if we're going to do it, let's, we actually need to spend, you know, the appropriate amount of time and treat it as a job right. because that's what it is. It does take a lot of time. Uh, especially editing and all that and so it's it's really it could be a full-time job in itself uh yeah. we you know we don't make it that but it certainly could easily be yeah hey we got to take a break tj tell me about uh your friends over there mattry gal uh mattry factory, factory mattress what was i saying the infection Matt of your finger has gone to your brain yes i've got i'm on all we must lance immediately. Right we must lance immediately. I may need one of those factory mattresses to go lay down on. It's been said that the little guys try harder, and that happens to even more in the mattress business. Because right here in Central Texas, my buddy Steve Fry, since 1977, has been selling quality mattresses at the lowest prices to make sure he has the happiest customers. During our President's Day sale, get all the best brands at the guaranteed lowest price, plus free adjustable base upgrades on select mattresses, or save up to 500 on select Tempur-Pedic adjustable mattress sets and get $300 gift with purchase. Steve's big warehouse also allows you free delivery next day. Steve's stores call, are called Factory Mattress and have over 5,000 five-star reviews. And Factory Mattress goal is still to make every customer sleep happy. And Mrs. Graney and I really enjoy our Factory Mattress bed. Uh, so go see our friends over at Factory Mattress. You can go to factorymattresstexas.com to find a location near you. Factorymattresstexas.com to find a store near you. I guess I really can't complain about my hand having an issue right now when uh, we got Joas on from Alaska, who is just recovering from two broken heels. But, hey, on the flip side, we'll talk. Uh, we'll wrap this whole thing up. You're listening to The Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. You can find us. 24-7-365 theoutdoorzone.com This T-Roy Bruce Orr listening to The Outdoor Zone. Call me Redneck Alright, welcome back Regulators. Hey, follow us 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. 
It's TJ Cody and Joe's Miller from Alaska, Montana edition, uh, Montana Haven, Alaska edition. Follow him on YouTube. And if you don't, you know, that's something I'll tell you. I, uh, Joe's, I went to YouTube a lot, kind of started going there to find out how to fix stuff. Like if I had a question about, you know, working on a mower or my mm -hmm. truck or replacing a fuel filter or something like that. I, I jump on YouTube and cause I'm, I mean, what a great place to go and learn how to do something. And, and I never really thought about, you know, the people who are doing shows there and really they are shows you're watching shows. And, uh, and now I don't really watch television I have a couple of people that I follow on YouTube that, and I'll watch a 20 or 30 minute video that they do. And then I'm good. I mean, I kind of, it's, it's a really interesting format and tool, but I really, really like it because you can really hone in on who and what you want to watch. You can cut out yeah. all the, all the, you know, political ho-hum if you want, uh, you can, and my wife will come in and she'll go, you know, like I'll be watching you guys working on a, a roof or something. You go, why are you watching somebody chainsawing a log? And I'll just like, I don't know how to explain it, honey. It's just interesting to me. Right. And uh, so was YouTube something that you like knew about or did you follow somebody there or? You know, it was just a weird thing. I don't really know. You know, I credit just everything that I have and am to the Lord because, you know, he, he tricks us sometimes into doing things like this that we don't know why, you know. Uh, yeah. But like I was saying earlier, I we went on a um, – the reason I started, I went on this amazing uh, – well, multiple times we would do about it. Every other year we'd go back in the backcountry with horses into the Bob Marshall Wilderness in Montana, which is the second largest wilderness in the lower forty-eight. And we'd go back with horses about 20 miles or so. And I shot a big bull, six by seven uh, elk in there. And I was like, man, I really would like to share this experience, you know, with my friends. And some of them aren't, you know, in, in my neighborhood. So I'm just going to upload like a little slideshow on YouTube. And I meant that might be a good place to put it, you know. So I kind of spliced things together. It was terrible. And uh, just kind of did a slideshow. And then I, I put it on there and then, you know, did a, did a few more and, occasionally you know once a month or so a couple hunting things and and share it with my friends and then i was like why there's why am i getting like more people subscribing to my channel that's kind of weird like and so i just kind of started that way and then after a few years my wife and i were like well either let's do it or forget about it because now it's like you know we were kind of at that time frame do we should we do it or just forget about it so we decided we felt like you know this is almost like a minute that's what it's turning into is kind of a ministry because people really I, our heart is to encourage people and to see how families, you know, families live and in harmony and can live in peace. And, and, um, you know, we homeschool our kids and, you know, we're not part of maybe the system as much. And people are really intrigued by that. And they want to know, you know, how is it to be that way? And so we just, we love to share our family. We love to share the things that we do. And we just hope that encourages people. And we just get so much positive feedback. We're just very grateful for the people that that watch us. Watch us, and a lot of them say they're you know anxiously await every Friday at uh, you know 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 2 p.m. Alaska, and uh, for our videos to come out. And and I can tell because they jump right on it when.
month. So we're just, we're very grateful. That's, that's kind of how it started. What a, and what a great platform to, um, to show folks that, <clears throat> you know, there are options and you can live in this wild, right. wild, crazy world and, um, you can do healthy things. And, right. Yep. Um, I don't, and I never, I never felt like on your, on your stuff that th there's pressure to be a certain way. You're not like trying to sell uh, your lifestyle. You're just living it. Right. And uh, that's our and, heart. Yep. And, and again, and, and you can tell, and you can tell. And again, I just tell you the example of the bravery and just that story alone that you guys, you know, you heard God say, man, I can stay in this family business for, until my last day. Or I got my kids who I got, you know, a couple years left with the boys when they're kind of under my wing and, mm -hmm. and, you know, the, and the kids and, or I can do something that's just totally. Right. And, uh, what a beautiful thing I had my, I was with my buddy one time and, uh, and I asked him, he, he has a son, it's just one boy. And I said, Hey, and, and I'm asking my buddy, I said, Hey, let's take off this weekend. Let's go, you know, go shoot or go hunting or go do something. And he goes, yeah, you know, uh, my son is 16 and I only got 162 Saturdays left before he turns 18. And I don't, or what, you know, whatever the number was. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many more of those I'm going to have, uh, after that. And so, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm going to kind of hang with the, hang with them on, on the weekends. And it, I never forgot that. I yep. never forgot that it was a really impactful how intentional he was to be with his kids. And Cody does that too. Cody will take his daughter, our granddaughter and wife, and they'll go on a fishing trip and she'll get to see him fish and go across the stage with them on a way in. And she'll, he'll take her on a job site. And I just think, man, you have to be so intentional because I you can do. tell you they, it, that time goes, we're talking about it today yes. is like right. how fast those boys grow up and what That's the right. next story is. You just don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's so good. And you know, not everybody's able to move to Alaska and do something that crazy, but go out. I mean, I think, I know that's what uh, TJ is all about. And his, his thing is here, you know, take your boys out, take your kids out, your daughters, take them out. You might be able to go to a state park or go for a hike or go, go put some, drown some worms, you know, do something um just spend time you know it's not what you do it's that you're spending time with them and you're building a relationship and i think that's the key to raising kids and is to have their heart is relationship is is what all that matters you know you have relationship you have everything so that's what uh that's what our heart is to that's what we went to alaska let's build relationship with our kids let's do let's do something that's going to create memories and so that's the ultimate reason why we went bro i love it and uh i'm gonna uh close it out with this week's bible verse on my end first peter 3 18 christ himself suffered on account of sins once and for all the righteous one on behalf of the unrighteous so live it love it learn it i'm cody ryan and i will be out next week so uh good luck to all you folks oh, we'll see what that looks like so shout out joas miller uh yes from thank you and brother thank you so much for being on the show and look forward to the adventure ahead this week montana uh, haven at montana, montana haven, haven on, YouTube. on youtube 
uh, Alaska edition. If you want to see all the adventures, you got to go see Date Night. Oh my goodness gracious, guys! We got to step our game up. Uh, <laughs> hey, this week we want to encourage you folks: get the kids off the couch, take them for a walk in the park, show them the birds and trees. Heck, take them hunting, take them fishing. We don't care what it is, as long as you get them into the great outdoor zone. Want to encourage you too to go find a good Bible-based church in your community. Uh, we're all headed to church. And guys, it all belongs to him anyway. So go find a good church, get your family over there, and then go have a nice lunch with them. Uh, and if you want to start a hunting, fishing, outdoor ministry in your church, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. We can help you start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church. If you want to, if you have a boy who needs to spend some time with a good mentor and learn the outdoors, uh, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. And if you want to donate land, trucks, money, or just participate in giving back, to Kids Outdoor Zone, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. All right, from Cody Ryan, Joas, the Joas Miller from Montana Haven, our buddy from Alaska, Beefsteak, our Wranglers, everybody on the ranch here on the farm, and myself, TJ Granny. We just want to say God bless and regulators, let's mount up. Folks can't survive.